Just after 11 o'clock, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here talking fantasy sports and everything else for the next 50-some-odd minutes before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger for the Lowdown with Low Tide. Great to be back in studio. The show, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. And you can always... uh, Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Looks like we got our microphone fixed today. That is good. It uh, looks a little different, but uh, it is functional. That's always good to see. Brandon, good morning. How was the long weekend? It was a great long weekend, Connor. I uh, had a little bit of everything from a relaxing and easygoing Friday night in here Saturday morning for the Saturday sports setup. Watched an afternoon Oilers game back home to do the broadcast for Senior Outlaws' final game of the regular season. Big W to head into the playoffs on. It's franchise high in goals scored in a game, I think. And then uh, a Sunday... <laughs> yeah, check the record books for that one. A Sunday of... Was sorted- it 10-7? Nine. Nine? Okay. Not, yeah, not quite, uh, not quite the... The NHL same level. Out, same output we're seeing from the likes of Vancouver and Minnesota. <laughs> uh, but no, then a, a Sunday spent with my dad sorting some cattle. Always a treat. And uh, then back home uh, Monday to watch another afternoon Oilers game, which I was just saying with Kevin. I like the afternoon game. I like it. You know what I really became a fan of? It was I don't know if we've had any this year, but the 11 a.m. start on like a Saturday. The, yeah, the, the 1 p.m. Eastern. Like they're out in New York or Jersey, whatever it might be, and they're going to play a 1 o'clock Eastern game, and it's 11 a.m. Pre-game shows that get going at like 9.30 a.m. here. That was always a lot of fun. And then you'd go get some breakfast. You could have whatever you wanted to go with it and have an exquisite afternoon. Now, this weekend for the Edmonton Oilers, it was quite nice. Get the overtime, went over the Dallas Stars. You go into Arizona, play a little back and forth, and then you take off in the third period, pick up the two points. Four of six of this road trip. I think that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, St. Louis was one I wasn't too sure about. I thought Dallas, that could be an L, especially the way they played the previous game, putting up nine. Coyotes should be a victory uh, they pick up four out of six points. How would you grade that overall road trip, Brandon? With a letter grade? Sure. Um, I think I'd give it probably a B because the points are there. That's the main thing, right? You you get the wins uh, with the exception of in St. Louis, of course. But I, I can't really gauge even going any higher, be, like a B plus, A minus territory because it was not pretty. Really, at any point of it, we just, the middle period continues to, for some reason, haunt this Oilers team. Uh, at least in a recent stretch, but they get some consecutive wins. That that game on Saturday afternoon was was a great one from Dallas. Um, the it's so funny, like the difference in atmosphere. Like the <laughs> it was an afternoon game, but still a packed house down at uh, is it still called American Airlines Center? I don't think so. But in Dallas, uh, the crowd was like in it, big hits, uh, you know, big saves, goals. Like they, they were they were loud. And then you flip that to Arizona yesterday afternoon, where. It was probably at least 70% Oilers fans in the crowd. Of course, our our friends over at Oilers Nation doing their nation vacation trip down there, taking a whole crew of not only staff but fans and I think they call them nation members with them. So that was great to see. And it was basically like a home game, but as if it was being played inside Claire Drake Arena uh, <laughs> for the Oilers. So uh, a, a good road trip, but still plenty of things to clean up. And, and, you know, it's not exactly like we're in the middle of another 16-game win streak here where we can just, like, pat everyone on the back and say how good they're doing. Because there, there was plenty of errors to go around. Yeah, still American Airlines Center. Oh, wow, good for them. Nation citizens. 
Oh, nation citizens. Citizens. And yeah, they, they took over. I saw a lot of positive feedback from the boys down there. I wonder if you were playing there or a season ticket holder and had to go, you know, 41 times a year. Maybe the appeal wears off a little bit. But it it it, it seems like something you, sh- if you're a hockey fan and you're able to make that trip, you should do it once. Well, dude, no rush because it doesn't look like they're moving out anytime <laughs> soon. So you can probably uh, try and schedule that in at any point over the next couple seasons, I would think as Gary Bettman continues to cling to that dream. So, uh, yeah, no rush to, to check that off. But I, I agree. I, th- I think it would be cool to check out. And even if you just, like, make a thing of it and, you know, give a tour around campus, uh, a beautiful, beautiful college down there at ASU. So why not make, um, like they did, you know, a couple-day trip out of it, check out the local scene. Seen a couple of guys went on some hikes and stuff. So why not? It's a, a prime vacation spot for this time of year down in uh, the southwest United States. The year is 2044. <laughs> Gary Bettman is living in a retirement home, and the Coyotes win the Stanley Cup. And he just smiles and says, I knew it. The Atlanta Coyotes. The Atlanta Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the, a third iteration of a Phoenix, or a second iteration of a Phoenix team has been reborn. Yeah. After the success of a third tries to charm in Atlanta, they loop back around to Arizona with a new arena and... They uh they have success. The Edmonton Oilers draft someone who is yet to be born, mm-hmm. who is the next great one. Yeah, generational talent. Generational talent. That's how it's going to play out. Time is a flat line. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty is the text line if you'd like to text in. Also get us on the email, Connor at sports1440.ca, Brandon at sports1440.ca. Of course, we will have the Gregor Show coming up at 2 o'clock and then the Lowdown with Low Tide following us here on this program. Uh, also got to give a shout-out to our listener, Bob, who dropped off some cookies from Bonton this morning. Uh, Bob, uh, avid texter of the station, likes to challenge Kev. So uh, he brought in some cookies. In exchange, we sent a hat his way. Uh, the Bonton cookie, Brandon, amazing cookies. Chocolate chip Unreal, but we are landing on something about raisins. If there was a fantasy draft of cookies, raisin not going to be one of my picks. I think oatmeal raisin is probably popular enough that it would still get selected in a in a fantasy draft or you know, a, a, a quote unquote Mount Rushmore maybe of of cookies. That's they're top four. You not, have it in the top four? Not for me, but if you were like a draft of four people, that's okay. sixteen cookies in total getting chosen. Like. They're fine. I like the oatmeal. Just put chocolate chips in it instead of the raisins. What do the ravens raisins really provide? Like that little slimy bit of sweetness for those two <laughs> seconds? I don't know. Like I, I'm still going to eat them. I'm not like picking the raisins out as I work through it. But I would rate much more prefer, much prefer to just have chocolate chips in that instead. Because I like the, the oatmeal cookie. But just give me a different little uh, addition to it. Even some nuts or something, maybe. So here's the question. If you had a big board of cookies, and let's just cap it at three. So it's like a not a very big board, but mm-hmm. it's it's physically it's a big board. What are your top three cookies? Well, this I that you know this because uh whenever we get some drop offs and they're included, you're not a fan because they include coconut. Yeah. But I don't even know what they're technically called. Growing up, we called them horse cookies because they are very similar in both shape and texture to the things you feed, like your horses, but they're coconut chocolate. Um, they, they're not, they're no bake. You put them in the freezer instead. So I really like those. And I think that would be like a late round steal for me. I wouldn't have to, I could let everyone else fight over some of the top dogs. I love a white chocolate macadamia nut cookie. 
but I I just love like a traditional chocolate chip as well. So I mean, it'd be I'd ha- I'd probably need to have the first overall pick to get that one. Yeah, I think uh, so. I, I, if if not, I'd have to go elsewhere. But so yeah, uh, chocolate chip for sure. The double chocolate, it's a little too much for me. But yeah, white macadamia, nut, white chocolate macadamia nut, like you get them from Subway. But it, like that's the where they're most popular. Yeah. But you, I mean, like any other version of them, I really enjoy. And then yeah, the the horse cookie. I don't know what they're else known by. I once walked into a Subway and I smelled the cookies and I was like, oh, they smell so good. I got to get some. It's it and is like a drug. They told me they're like someone came in, we just did some and bought the guy bought them all. Because <laughs> way to make more. I'm like, well, they are quite good. Uh, I gotta I gotta have Oreo in there. Like I know it's not like a it's a it's oh. a box of cookies. Oh, but, I didn't. I didn't know that was on. Well, the board. that's a cookie, is it not? Yeah, I was. I was purely thinking like homemade. homemade. Yeah, like if it's homemade peanut butter chocolate chip, and I like a, I like a mean ginger snap. No. Oh, so good. Like there's other popular cookies that I'm very out on outside of the raisin. Anything with raisin in it, like shortbread pass, the sugar cookie pass. Mmm, delicious. Yeah, Oreo. I'm a big Oreo guy, though. You know what I really Double like? stuff. These Oreos you can get where they also then, like, have, like, the icing coating on them. They're, like, dunked in a pool or a pot of the icing and then just let to set. Oh, well, yeah. That's that's good. And then you dunk those in the milk, so you're getting kind of, like, triple creaminess. The coating, the interior, and then the milk. Adam texting into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Raisins not even on the draft board. Maybe a PTO and not make the team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. You, I think, you nailed it. Slimy sweetness. Why I do think we need a that? lot of people still like them though. Like, you're, we're gonna ask Al this when he gets here. You're telling me Low Tide doesn't just like long. He doesn't pine for an oatmeal raisin cookie. Well, we're gonna find out because we're gonna leave one out there for him. We'll see if <laughs> he like a snags trap. it. Yeah, we'll put it on video too and see if he, he grabs it. I like I like raisins by themselves. I like them covered in chocolate, glossette style, but in a cookie, just no need. Uh, Tiger says, I thought the horse cookie was something you don't want to step in. Uh, I've never heard it called that. I, like like a they cow call it, or something? Do they call it a horse pie? Because you call it a cow pie. Yeah. Horse pie? Kind of a weird thing to call it. Horse cookie? No. Or pie. Cow pie. Cow pie. Cow poke? That's, yeah. that's a different thing, but. <laughs> that's, a, that's slander. Of course there's cows outside. In Red Dead Redemption. To what? Cowpoke. That's a bad yeah, thing to call someone? Yeah. Is that like a, a rustler? I could not tell you. <laughs> it's a song. I don't know what it actually means. Yeah, Cowpoke by uh, Saskatchewan boy. Um, Coulter Wall? Coulter Wall, thank you. I saw him at Pinocchio Stampede a couple years ago. He's awesome. Man, he's he's talented. Snarly says, boys, I make a chewy ginger snap. It's next level ginger cookie experience. Any cookie can be made chewy if you sub sugar with corn syrup. Life hack. What's the health value on that? <laughs> well, sugar. Sugar is out. Cane sugar versus corn sugar. I think they are the same in terms of nutritional value. Man, that sounds good. Though. Like, I don't want a crispy ginger snap, but if it's a nice chewy one. I'm more on board with that, but it's not something like I'm when I'm when I'm taking my big board. I want those to be a cookie that I could eat every day. Yeah. Like one of each every day and I don't grow tired of them. Ginger Snap does. Like Ginger Snap's like a, a tr- maybe out the holidays. What if you're talking boxed cookies? So like Oreos, Fudgios, um, Chips Ahoy, Dad's Old Fashioned Cookies, those ones. I like, like the Dad's bricks. ones that were chocolate coated. Mm. And like the rings. 
They were like a, yeah. a donut looking like a variety pack because they had a little chew to them, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they were more chewy. Than, yeah, but traditional dad's chocolate chip ones, they were like a hockey puck. You had to let those soak in the milk. <laughs> Just drop them in and yeah. then drink it. I didn't like ever dipping mil- cookies into milk, but those ones I would make an exception. You're not a not a cookie and milk guy. No. Oh, they're by, they're great by themselves, buddy. Yeah, but. Soften them up a little bit. Yeah. I, this is coming from somebody that can drink milk by the gallon, just as is. So, big fan. <laughs> uh, Snarly says the downside to <laughs> subbing the sugar with corn syrup is the early grave. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. episode of Community. This is a not a little more niche than our usual Seinfeld references. But Abbas, he's like, yeah. Sometimes I like to put hot chocolate mix in cold milk, and I call it special drink. <laughs> and the winger's like, yeah. And someday you'll know it by its true name diabetes <laughs> exactly exactly okay we're gonna run through a couple a couple more texts here because jamie says it's just a sports radio or a food network yeah you're right jamie we do got to get back on track uh these things tend to happen but very quickly we're gonna scroll through these lance says great work team lance thank you for tuning in fat efron says i think those horse cookies are called haystacks he also has a question that we'll come back to uh, maybe in the next segment here. B-Rads is going to pick up a six-pack of oatmeal raisins right now from Sev. Enjoy those. Marty C. Sorry, Maddie C. says butterscotch chips and chocolate chips. That's a cookie, boys. I like that. Ronnie says when I used to get into Satan's cabbage, I would dummy a family-sized package of dad's cookies in one sitting, two cookies at a time, three and a half glasses of milk. Thank God for my fast metabolism. <laughs> Uh, John G says, good morning, boys. Oh, PSA, the lights are out of the traffic circle thing at St. Albert Trail and 118th Ave and up north to St. Albert Trail to Yellowhead. Avoid it. There you go. The traffic circle air quotes thing at St. Albert Trail and 118th Ave and north up St. Albert Trail to the Yellowhead. Keep your eyes open, guys. And uh, Bob, yes, thank you. I got the cookie you brought. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Hope you like the hat. That's what got us onto this cookie topic and for the sports radio purists questioning us what we're doing. So we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get in the inbox. We'll talk some sports, actually. Of course, the Oilers off today. They'll take on the Boston Bruins tomorrow. That should be a fun one. Uh, Loaded night in the NHL. Uh, The NBA, they're still off until Thursday. Nice little vacation with the All-Star game. We can maybe talk about the All-Star weekend in the NBA as well. I know Brandon was big time into this one. Uh, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Hallie and Douglas brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 11-22, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas with you here. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in the Dukes, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall or online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. The text line 1833-401-1440. Right now we'll jump into the inbox for Ewell, Ewell gives you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to elevate your projects? Contact Ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success. E-W-E-L.ca. Adam says, you should come back from break with Welcome Back to Cookie Talk with Hallie and Douglas. That might be a, a segment at some point on this show, just us talking cookies. And then local cookie producers can drop theirs off and we'll just grade them on air they'll be like i mean what's the uh, barstool guy who does the pizza dave portnoy portnoy yeah yeah we'll do that you, you guys know the rules one bite just us eating cookies on air that's that's the segment if any local bakeries want to get in on this tiger says i hope low tide's already there 
No, he's not. I think low tide rolls in at 11.55 on a good day. He's he's the most efficient man in radio. Just joking. He does his prep. He's, he's usually in here a bit earlier than that, but I haven't seen him yet. Amazon Driver says, it's always great radio. Sports, food, yada, yada. I always tune in. I tell people after that pandemic, we almost became sports and lifestyle because there were no sports to talk about. So sometimes we'd veer off into other stuff. Cookie talk by Bob. Hey, Bob, I mean, hey, if you're going to bring those cookies in every day, we'll, we'll get a sponsored segment or something. And then Slurpee Sean says, oh, yeah, that's the stuff, referring to Mariah Carey. Brandon, uh, you've got a lot of people these days really geared up for Mariah Carey. Like, that, people think that should be our song every episode. Yeah, usually I save it for Fridays, um, along with a couple other specific tunes throughout the course of the entirety of the Kevin Carey Show and our program. But who, maybe, yeah, I guess that one could maybe be a more permanent fixture. There's not a lot of songs with fantasy, you know, if we're trying to, like, stay on message here. There is Fantasy by Aldo Nova. Great one. That, that Yeah, that's a great one. That one by Mariah, terrific. Luda. Yeah. Can we play that song? I don't think so. <laughs> um, so we're a little limited because, no, we, I mean, hey, I mix it up. I, my, uh, my, if you want to call it a playlist over the course of five hours, Monday to Friday, is pretty much just a shuffle button on the entire history of music. Electric Light Orchestra, that gets in the mix all the way to like new Taylor Swift stuff. Started to play a little more of that. So I've been indoctrinated by her takeover of the NFL. Apparently, Iggy Pop is a song called Frenzy. Maybe we got to play off Frenzy a little bit. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> Pillman says, which ones were better? Cookies by George or Bonton? Ooh, because Pillman drops them off on Friday, right? Both are great. I will say this. Uh, Bonton Bakery presents us uh, Eddie Steele every Friday morning from 7 to 9. I'm going to give them the edge. I would honestly just say buy both. Like if anybody was like, what should I get? Get them you both. Can, you can never have too many cookies. And, by, and both are so good. And with variety, it shows you care. Yeah. And then, they, they are different styles of cookies too, right? You so, do need to go to Wilhock and get some jerky. So you have the sweet and salty. Slice of jerky between two cookies. A cookie. <laughs> a cookie by George and a bonton. There you go. The perfect sandwich. Cookie sandwich. I know what I'm having for lunch today. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it feels like a Monday, but it is a Tuesday. So uh, lots in the NHL tonight for those looking to maybe get in a little daily fantasy. Uh, Florida Panthers taking on the Ottawa Senators. That's always a good matchup when, when you have the Panthers playing. Because Sam Reinhardt, I mean, this guy, a goal away from 40. If you took him like mid to late, I assume is where he probably would have gone. Like he's a good point producer, but. This is unbelievable what Sam Reinhardt's done so far this year, Brandon. Oh, he's, I mean, hey, contract year. Make it count, right? <laughs> yeah. he, he's going to get absolutely paid this summer. This is like a former second overall draft pick, right? Like the pedigree's there. It just, and he showed flashes of it in Buffalo, but this trade to Florida and a couple playoff uh, stands, uh, stints with them, it, it's really turned him into a, you know, dynamic offensive player. He kind of started out as a bit more of a pass-first guy, really uh, regarded for his vision and his playmaking ability. But a little more a uh, little more shoot-first mentality this year in particular is it shot him up the the fantasy rankings, the, the goal-scoring race overall. Like he, We're not just talking about like uh, a good season by his previous standards. This is just a good season in general when you're already at 39 tucks here uh, just over halfway through February. So uh, he's going to get paid. He's going to reap the rewards for it, and I would think – He'd probably, it might depend where he's playing next year. 
I, I hate to sound like I'm kind of being a knock on the guy, but he might be a good candidate for an overhyped player heading into next season because this does kind of look like the outlier, at least in terms of goal scoring, right? Like super reliable 20 to 30 goal guy, but there's like this very good chance he's going to touch 50. I don't know if that's a, a you know, likely opera or chance to happen again. So, uh, but the Panthers, they put up a nine spot on Tampa over the weekend. My, my one big miss on my picks of underdogs from Saturday's gate slate of games. Um, I was out to lunch on that one. So, yeah, just looking back at the career, I mean, you talk about a 20 goal score seems like a lock for him every year. He's done it all but once. Uh, and that was playing on the Buffalo team that, you know, just going <laughs> to assume wasn't very good. Uh, but since then 25, 22, 22, uh, a lot of these seasons, shortened seasons as well, 25, 33, 31, and now this year up to 39. I believe ESPN has him ranked as their fifth player in the league, uh, which is very impressive. Uh, you scroll down the schedule, Stars, Rangers, you got the Penguins and Islanders, Devils, Capitals, the Jets hosting the Minnesota Wild, Canucks, Avalanche, that should be one heck of a game. Preds, Golden Knights, Kings, Blue Jackets, Brandon, if you're looking at a little bit of a daily fantasy lineup, uh, I mean, the Canucks avalanche, especially coming off the Canucks game where it was just a goal-scoring frenzy, uh, that might be the, the one that tempts people. Yeah, when, when I set my daily fantasy lineups like on DraftKings, my, my, I'll, I'll be honest, this is just my personal strategy. I always start in net. I, I take a look at the start. So then I know I want a good goaltender matchup, maybe above individual um, pedigree or, or season statistics, which... Tonight, there's a couple high-flying offensive teams going up against each other, the Canucks and the Avalanche, as you just mentioned. Um, even, like, the Jets and the Wild. Oh, you talked about the seems Wild. Seems weird to the, say. It seems weird <laughs> to say, but, uh, like, it's... And then the Rangers and Stars, two other really, like, and maybe not necessarily, you know, we think high-powered offenses, but very good hockey teams with the ability to put up goals uh, throughout their lineup. Scott Wedgwood starting for Dallas tonight, so there's a backup goalie. Boom, all of a sudden I'm a little bit more pushed towards the Rangers uh, with Shesterkin going for them. Stars, I wouldn't necessarily hesitate from picking some Dallas players, though, because if the Rangers can put it up, Stars are going to have to match that pace. And Shesterkin hasn't been the brick wall that we've seen in the past, but he started to look much better um, in the second half of the season here. This is a quick tangent. Both outdoor games this weekend, Connor. Ten goals apiece yeah. in what is traditionally a very low-scoring event, these games outside, everything from ice conditions to visibility, and you know, whatever, right? And good goalies playing in these games too, but it was, it was a bit of a goal fest. So if back to the original question, if I was looking down tonight's games, I'd probably be looking at whomever, whether it be it's unconfirmed thus far, but either Cam Talbot or Dave Riddick uh, starting for the LA Kings. The prices reflect that on DraftKings. They're the sec- tied for the second most expensive goaltending options. And then right behind them are, are the next two guys that I would go with, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights goaltenders, uh, Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson, also unconfirmed who's going to start against Nashville. So y- you got to get sometimes uh, throw a little bit more money at the goaltending on a night like this where there's so much uncertainty with some really good teams playing each other. You could take a flyer on a guy like uh, Loren Brassois going up against Minnesota. You maybe expect you know, them to dial back from their 10-goal performance. Um, but I, I think I like spending a little bit more money on a goaltender and then going elsewhere, uh, finding some of these 
mismatch type games uh, against backup goaltenders, the Wild against Brassois, um, the Rangers against Wedgwood, and maybe trying to stack some guys up there. Yeah, you mentioned Nashville, and it just kind of came to my mind, you know, losing 9-2 last week to the Dallas Stars. Just going through their schedule, there's a lot of 5-2, 5-2, 5-4, 4-3 games. So whether they give up the goals or score them, it seems like the Nashville Predators have a tendency to get into some high-scoring games. Which, as fantasy people, unless you're starting the goalie, we do love to see. Uh, into the text box here, Bob says the hat is wonderful. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. Uh, they are nice hats. Uh, some people didn't like the flat brim of the first batch we brewed up. Just a stylistic choice. I liked them. Others didn't. But these new ones we have with the curved More brim, traditional. A lot of people are feeling them. And they're black. They look They look good. Goes with anything. We've also got some graphite. Graphite. Or carbonite. No, graphite, not carbonite. <laughs> Don't call them gray. Yeah, they're do graphite. Not, do not call them gray, or Marty Stevens will be <laughs> he on, on your ass like it's grass. Exactly. He's going to exactly. mow it. I didn't, I've never called them gray, but no, I've, I've heard you, some people have. You wouldn't. I think Declan, or maybe even the intern, made that mistake. Yeah. Rookies. <laughs> Gotta get those eyes checked, boys. Uh, B and Husks both saying, Dear Mr. Fantasy by Big Sugar. A thumper. Uh, yeah. Donovan played that one a lot when he was here doing this job behind the board during our show, but he's moved on to greener pastures, I guess. Left us in the dust on his ascension. Well, you know, he couldn't do this job forever. He's moving <laughs> on to the afternoons. Yeah. Trying to sleep in a little bit. I miss him dearly. <laughs> you know what? He's here. He's out there. He went out last night. Out on the town? Yeah. On a Monday? On a Monday. Whoa. Talk about showing your youth. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me, sir? Back in my day. How do you feel right now? He's like, oh, I feel good. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, that's just old people. Doesn't last forever. You couldn't, you couldn't do margaritas on a Monday night anymore. Maybe one. Well, well I de- said margaritas. Depends. Is it, uh, is it a, uh, a traditional margarita or a uh, Kevin Carey's Dickerita special <laughs> where it's just crystal light straight into tequila? I think it's traditional because it was made at a bar <laughs> with real standards. Some great, <laughs> great, great margarita spots down on White Avenue. Well, yeah, he, that's where they went. I, we're probably thinking of the same one. It's kind of the big one. Uh, and they didn't have a bulldog. Yeah, that's, I, I prefer a bulldog over a margarita if I'm out of there. Like, I like margaritas if I'm on vacation, which I've only ever taken one in my life. But I really liked it <laughs> when I was there for the week. You've only taken one vacation in your life? Like tropical vacation. Oh, okay. Like I, I went to Mexico for a wedding a couple years ago. Although I've been to Vegas. That's nice warm weather. It was not when we were there. Like it only rains there like three days a year and it rained two and two days we were there out of the four, <laughs> four or five. I love Vegas. Other, than, other than that, I'm trying to think. Like when I was in university, I took a lot of trips to the States, but they were for conferences. Um, I would go on behalf of uh, Farmhouse, our fraternity. And, you you know, you get some nights out in the town and stuff. But also, for the first couple times I went, I wasn't 21. So you're kind of limited, right, in terms of going up. Kansas, like downtown Kansas City, Missouri, the Light and Power District, it's called. Unbelievable scene. Super, like, cannot recommend it enough. There's only one problem with Kansas City. Too many Chiefs fans. Well, I don't know. I have... I have no qualms. <laughs> That's the only problem for me, personally. Understandably so. Yeah. Division rival. Bad blood. Um, yeah, Adam says, I'm here for the Donovan villain origin <laughs> story. Does it start at going over from margaritas? 
No, it's, uh, it starts when he was still uh, on the morning show, and every time he'd ask me something, I was, I was like, Donovan, that is the stupidest question I've ever heard in my whole life. The uh, It was very intern of him to spout out the wrong answer when asked about an All-Star game. So funny. An NHL All-Star game, and then he gives replies you, with gives the, you NBA. the NBA thing. Yeah, the heat was on him. The light was bright, and he was doing trying to do some quick research and uh, came up empty, unfortunately. But Been hey, there. You, you make mistakes, you learn from them. That's what life's all about, whether you're an intern or a seasoned vet at whatever it is you do. Right? Hey. Right? I like to mess up daily. Oh, buddy. Then I know I won't do that again. I'd like to say that, but I, you know, I still mess up again the next day. <laughs> uh, so just speaking of the NBA All-Star Games, the East was victorious. Dame Lillard, MVP. Uh, did you watch any of All-Star Weekend? Did you get into the festivities, the dunk contest, anything like that? I watched the highlights of the dunk contest and the uh, Sabrina versus Steph shooting. I didn't watch highlights of sick. the rest of the skills comp, but the Sabrina versus Steph thing was awesome. We, we talked about this briefly on Saturday morning. But Sabrina chose to shoot from the NBA three-point line instead of the WNBA one where she was supposed to. And she lost to Steph by like four, I think. She had 26, which also was what uh, Dame Lillard... Yeah, she, like she would have won the regular skills comp one. She only lost to Steph Curry. Would have tied for Would have tied. Was it with Dame? With Dame. Who won? She would have beat Trey Young and Carl Anthony Towns. She used the WNBA ball, shot from the men's three-point line or the NBA three-point line. It was unbelievable. She she's she's just incredibly impressive because like not like this isn't just you know taking some practice reps in the gym. This is at the NBA All Star Game weekend. Like Steph, they shoot at the same time, don't they? One at each end of the court. No. Oh, we the way the, the highlight I watched, and maybe it was just overlaid that way to make me think it was, I guess. But either way, like you know, Steph Curry's that's who you're going up against, the best shooter of all time. Like, the pressure could not be higher, but she just does, like, the stroke is so clean. She doesn't, she made it, she makes it look easy. That's the only way I can put it. Uh, just a quick text here from Tiger. Is the WNBA smaller? Yes, it is one inch smaller of circumference. Like, what is the actual sizing at 11 so to 12? the man, the man, what? Keeps the, well, the man ball. It's in the NBA, so yeah. The 29 and a half for the NBA, WNBA used 28 and a half. Those are centimeters, presumably? Inches, 72 centimeters versus 75 centimeters. We're talking circumference. Oh, sir. Okay. We're going all the way around. I see. So a little bit smaller. That's way bigger than I would have thought. It wouldn't, it would have been stupid for them to say you have to use an NBA ball. She doesn't shoot with those. Yeah. It doesn't make it any less impressive the, the, to me. The, 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 her choice to move to the NBA line is one that A, shows she was serious about this, but also like if you can shoot, you can shoot. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Where, whereas the ball thing, that is different, I think, because what you play with on a day to day basis. Like that—that that matters, and I'm perfectly okay. And I don't take anything away from her using it. Like that's the one she plays with every day. Moving back to the same line, that just makes it even more impressive. Where it's like, where she's you know catching and shooting, like posting up in a, in one of her own games. That's not where she's shooting from. She's just a good shooter. It's cut and dry. And she said that in her little uh, interview afterwards. Like, man, woman, boy, girl, if you can shoot, you can shoot. Yeah. And she is absolutely nails from deep distance. I was just like, I was getting nervous watching them. Like, I'd, the whole spotlight on them. And then, like, for her to put up a 26, like, as we said, that would have tied Dame Lillard for the winning three-point contest. Steph Curry is just icy. Like, he, okay, I'll just go do this. Like, and he had to get, like, hit a streak kind of down the end. because Yeah, he had to had make his half. last shots to win. So, it was awesome. That was, that was really fun. The 
dunk contest. Did you watch any of that? You said you saw the highlights of that one. Yeah, I don't. The this, judges are so corrupt. Let this, me just say this that. is a this is a probably like an old man type take, and as somebody that doesn't watch this regularly, like how much what what else can they do? Like that hasn't already been done in the dunk contest. Like they they just keep jumping over taller and taller things. What's taller than Shaq? What else, like what's next? Besides Jalen Brown dunking with his left hand. And then landing and, and covering his eyes. God, that, his was so bad. Mac McClung's cool. Like, you get an appreciation, and it's almost a disadvantage to the other guys being taller, but Mac McClung is just like, he's six foot two. He's definitely He's like, look at, look at what I can accomplish being six two. His vert is unbelievable. Being as big as, like, and it was always a thing when Dwight Howard was winning. It was like, oh, he's doing it despite his size. It's kind of, it doesn't look as good when he does it because yeah. he's so tall, but you're right. It, it seems to be up and down. We're never going to reach the levels that we... 2016 in Toronto was I believe that was the year. Vince Carter's year was great. We had some uh, like Dwight Howard, Nate Robinson yeah. in between that were good, but it's... I don't know. Do you, they, I think they kind of debated it on the panel. Do you move the three-point contest to the final event? That, that's what I'm saying. Like I think that has become the premier event for sure. Unless you do something to change the dunk contest in some way. And I, how do you? Like, someone playing defense? That seems just like a recipe for disaster <laughs> and probably injury. Slam ball? So, <laughs> like the trampolines? Yeah. <laughs> and a defender. You just had to make it wild. So trampolines and a defender in there. <laughs> I'd watch that. It could be fun. It could be a lot of fun. I would definitely watch that. I might, like, then you get some, here you go, fans in playing defense on slam ball mm, that would be something uh, we'll take a break here when we come back we'll let you know what's coming up on the lowdown with low tide as well as the jason gregor show that was our inbox brought to you by ewell ewell gives you more than premium quality electrical products are you ready to elevate your projects contact ewell to discuss how they can partner with you for success ewel.ca connor halley brandon douglas with you here at fantasy frenzy on sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk beef jerky it's 1144 here on Sports 1440. Connor Alley, Brandon Douglas with you with Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall, WilhawkBeefJerky.com. That's where we're coming to you from, the Stingray Studios. A lot of ki- a lot of kids and families here today. Is it reading week? Or I believe so. I know, like that? I know the University of Alberta and Nate, and then presumably... Concordia, Grant McEwen, all the other post-secondaries are on reading week, which would probably lead me to believe that the uh, children across the land are in a likewise situation. They're the future. extended day. Because it's the same thing in the fall. They usually line it up with Remembrance Day. So it's like automatically a day off. You know what? Just take the rest of the week. I love that. I absolutely love that for them. Not for us, but... Yeah, the mall's going to be busy, which we normally don't see on a Tuesday afternoon. We're getting our coffee at McDonald's. It's a little... Kids in their Air Force Ones standing in our way. <laughs> their, yeah, predictable outfits. All those Tate McRae lookalikes out there, right, Connor? They're all out there. <laughs> it's a crazy world out there. Uh, speaking of university, how about those Golden Bears, Brandon? Down one nothing to those pesky Huskies? No big deal. No problem. Uh, big win on Saturday night and then overtime winner in Game 3 on Sunday. Uh, winner, well, win and go home or lose and go home. But the uh, Huskies will stay at home as they are eliminated now. A big test having to travel now west 
this coming weekend out to UBC to take on the T-Birds in uh, Canada West semifinal. And a win, of course, gives the Bears a chance to play for the Can West title, but a win in that series guarantees them a spot in uh, Nationals coming up this spring too. So uh, another chance that... You know, not only a Can West title, but another national title to add to the mini that already adorned the rafters of Claire Drake Arena. It was a gutty performance because this Bears team, it has been far from the most dominant one we've seen over the years. You know, um, finishing on the bottom half, having to go on the road for a first round playoff matchup. We talked about it last uh, last week and on Saturday that it's not only rare for the Bears to be playing in the quarterfinals, usually get the bye, yeah. but now on the road on top of that. So huge win, gutty performance. We had Coach Herbers on uh, with Kevin Karius this morning during the 9 o'clock hour. If you missed that, please feel free to go back and check it out uh, later this afternoon on Spotify, Apple, wherever you your podcast. Because a great chat, kind of breaking down the tape and uh, also looking ahead to UBC this coming weekend where the Pandas will also be in action as they did get the bye, so they'll be in the semifinals. Coming up on the Lowdown with Low Tide today, I did a little preemptive research. Kruger's got the schedule out way early, so they're going to be doing a little NHL rumors. They'll have Rachel Dory on at 12.40, talk some puck, and then maybe more specifically the Edmonton Oilers as uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman of The Athletic will join the guys at 1.20, then at 1.40 at Mama MMA. They'll recap UFC 298 where Ilya Topuria stays undefeated. Winning in the second round at the 332 mark over Alexander Volkanovsky. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I love the underdog finding a way to win. The challenger. And it was via knockout, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Which we talked about that on Saturday. Like that's what makes MMA exciting for some of us more casuals. If you want I'm I'm happy to to put myself in that category, comfortable doing so. The knockout makes it makes it exciting, man. And uh, like you said, a little bit underdog action to go with it. Heck of a weekend, which um and then I think they announced UFC 300, correct? The the card for it? Did they? I believe so. Tune into Mama MMA with Declan to probably get an, a more accurate update on that. That is a great tease. I mean, you, we, we talked about it with Declan a little bit here. That's going to be happening April 13th, T-Mobile Arena. Paradise? Nevada? I guess that's uh, Las Vegas. Herrera yeah. versus Hill. Okay. Well, Declan's going to break that down. I saw Robert Whitaker was victorious over Paulo Costa as well in the co-main event. Yeah, you, you kind of touched on it there. UFC, one of the, the cool things about it is it just, uh, it could end like like that. It can be something crazy. Sometimes Declan will show us his favorite knockouts after the Gregor show. We'll sit here at like 6.15 and he's just showing us spinning heel kicks. Crazy sport. Uh, then on the Jason Gregor show... We've got Sean Zach from Golf Magazine, uh, the Genesis Invitational wrapping up over the weekend. He's also an Oilers fan. Uh, Sean Brown will be by at 3 o'clock, former NHL or former Edmonton Oilers defenseman to co-host with us. We've got Dave McCarthy, Jason Strudwick, Mark Spector, Derek Van Deest, and more. Uh, we'll also talk about the Golden Bears as well. So make sure you keep it locked here on Sports 1440 throughout the day. If you're in your car right now and you're going to be leaving, you can always find us online. We're on Radio Player Canada, iHeartRadio, our website, sports1440.ca, and tune in. Uh, Husk's texting in regarding Sabrina Iescu's shooting. He says, I think it doesn't matter. Her muscle memory is from the ladies' line. That's where she practices from. Yes, she can go deep, but most of her shots from her life are from the ladies' line. Shooters can shoot from anywhere, but she used a girl ball for the same reason. She's used to it. If she is open in a game and she's not stepping back to shoot deep, she's right on the line. 
It's like Steph shooting only deep. He can, but he is more comfortable from the line. That's where he spent most of his life shooting from, husks. Yes, and I think, I, I, apologies if it came off it differently, but what I, I was trying to say, like, the fact that Sabrina shot from the men's line made it more impressive to me. Like, yes, the, the reps and the regularity, of course, is from the women's line, but like Huss confirmed in the text, like, shooters can shoot, and like Steph, while he's pulling up from the logo or actually from right at the line, he's obviously more um, uh, efficient, probably. I have to actually look at the numbers because I know he is surprisingly efficient from even deeper, uh, but probably more efficient from right at the line. I'm sure Sabrina is the same way from the women's line. So whatever the, you know, cup a step back from the men's, it's probably more of a challenge. But, like, when you're good, you're good. So it makes it more impressive that she did as well as she did from the men's line. Um, and it, it, just, it, it just adds the fact that from the men's line, she would have been in a tie for the win in the regular three-point contest. Yeah, final With the round. best shooters in the NBA. I think Iron pointed out, like, in the first round, there was a, it would have been a kind of a tie with yes. 26. So, yeah, but right there, like right in that competition. And, you know, all this makes me want, like, I want to see Caitlin Clark. That's like, like, I want to see her do this next because she can shoot. She's a killer. Is she, like, is it up to her to enter the draft this year? She has to enter or, the draft. She, this she's year. a senior, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there we go. Hopefully, we'll probably we can see her as early as next year at this contest. I was just looking into the mock drafts, and obviously, she's going number one overall. They have her going to Indiana. The Hoosiers? The Fever. Do you have a team in WNBA? I, I recently got onto the Phoenix Mercury, which was great for the first year. I went there because Kia was there. Yeah. And I, I'm like, okay, this is my team. They had... Uh, Kia was just traded, wasn't she? She had a couple times since then. They also had, oh, Skylar Diggins, Griner. They had a good team. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is my team. I kind of bandwagoned it. And then they lost in the final. It's been downhill since then. I would love for them to maybe tank, but right now this mock draft has them taking a Canadian, Ali Edwards. So, but yeah, right now, consensus number one overall pick. How about in this mock draft, LA Sparks taking Angel Reese? That's a personality for Hollywood. There you go. It doesn't have to change the color scheme. Purple and gold. Purple and gold. There you go. Purple and gold. Uh, if I, I would say the Liberty are probably, it's, it's like a chalk pick. They're the New York team, but. Um, or maybe the, the, I like the name, the Mystics for the Washington team. <laughs> like that one, which this just goes to back to our point that I feel like we've touched on multiple times about the PWHL. Not having names for the team makes it way harder to get behind someone. Like, I like the Mystics because of their name pretty much exclusively. But it's coming. The names are coming for the PWHL. So I'm going to hold out on selecting a favorite team until I have all the information. The jerseys, <laughs> the logos, the names, you know. The important things for a sports fan. You know what? I get that. I'm I am quite envious of like certain teams. Let's just use the NFL for example. Some teams memorabilia, the gear is so much nicer than others. Like for me, where being a Chargers fan, man, it's tough to pull off that powder blue with a lot of things. It's like a powder blue hat, stuff to pull off. Get the I, the navy. Well, the navy works okay, but like I think I'm wearing a green one right now. Mm-hmm. Like you go, you find those like greener, like the black Chargers hats, but yeah. like. I hate to say it, like the Raiders. Oh, like they're, 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 they're already in black, right? It black looks and so silver, good. and you can wear that with anything. I get why, like, people who don't even like football are like, that's a cool hat. Yeah. I want to buy that. Steelers have a good logo. There's a few of them out there. Mm-hmm. Texans, I don't know. You're yeah. you're kind of like me. You got the dark blue. Yeah, I don't know. I've never owned any Texans memorabilia. 
I'm not a huge like jersey guy or anything. Oh, you had a Deshaun Watson jersey. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Disavow. <laughs> uh, who do you? So you've never bought a jersey? Not an NFL jersey. No. If you were to buy one, like right now, would you go for a current player? Or would you go timeless, like Andre Johnson? If I was buying one right now, it'd be a CJ Stroud for sure. CJ Stroud. Okay. I'm all in on this guy, even if he is starting to hang out with Amber Rose. That could be a trouble waiting to happen. He's just giving her a ride home. As far as we know. This is what we know for sure. Yeah. He gave her a ride home after her previous ride left her behind. Who does that? According to reports. Yeah, that that seems fishy. Scummy. Someone's like, oh, I don't want to give Amber Rose a ride home. See ya. <laughs> Peace. I'd be, I, I would love to pick her brain. Because she dated Kanye, right? I think so. Oh, and, Wiz, and Wiz Khalifa? Oh, Wiz. What's he up to? Oh, probably making beats. Smoking... What what was it called earlier? Satan's Satan's cabbage, cabbage. yeah. Which which I've never heard it called that before. Devil's lettuce, sure. A myriad of other uh, nicknames or nomenclature, but Satan's cabbage. I can add that one to my repertoire. Never heard that before. She was giving him a ride home. Let's be honest. That's not what that says, Connor. And don't read it the way it's actually written. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I just cleaned it up there, totally intentionally. Right. You can use your imaginations, though. Yep. He was giving her a ride home. <laughs> NFL jersey, Alfred says, Tony Dorsett, 33. Timeless. Timeless. Uh, Fat Efron has a Watson jersey. He says he'll give it to you if you want it. You can keep it. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I think that's going to do it for us here on the old Fantasy Frenzy program for today. Uh, tomorrow, We'll line up a guest. Well, we'll we've got some things we're working on. Uh, Anna Dua of uh, NHL Fantasy said she'd come on this week. Uh, we've got someone to talk a little fantasy baseball as well. We're working on a big-time guest, allegedly. I spoke to him. Sounds like a great person, but Kev Karius mentions uh, he's pretty much like an icon in their baseball league. Have you heard of this, Brandon? Oh, yeah. He's I- like, he's. I said, I'm going to try to get him, and they're like, you probably won't. But he's agreed to come on the show. There we go. So he we're will big, be. On. We're big timing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in today. Always appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 11. I'll be back with Gregor at 2 o'clock. Right now it is the Lowdown Flow Tide, Declan Kruger. We've got the the man himself, Alan Mitchell. He's not here yet, but he'll be here shortly. And uh, they will get you going with the Oilers, UFC, and a whole lot more. Right now, though, let's get to a break. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.